Hello, welcome everyone to FMC here on Fightful Overbooked. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by SP3. And this week, it's st- FMC stands for Friday Morning Chaos. <laughs> love it. I love it. This is the dad life that we live in here. D-A-D <laughs> in the house. We're, we're doing a whole dad stable of wrestling media. Jeremy is is a is a is a he's a card member. He has his card in his wallet. Yes. Can't show it to you right now. It's it's far away, but he is card carrying member of the DAD squad. Luke Owens a part of it. Alex McCarthy's a part of it. We 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 rolling deep. Will Washington. Will Washington. He's a yep. he's, a, he's a part of it. So we we rolling deep. Uh, it is it is the dad life. We could have kid run in. We could have EP run in. Who knows who's gonna run in on this show today? She's shaking her head at me violently. <laughs> oh man, yes, com- complete chaos. Uh, the, this morning here at the the uh, the overbooked headquarters. Uh, uh, we are a little bit early. We're here to talk all non wrestling stuff because wrestling is stupid, and we talk enough about that. Uh, SV3, we got to start where I feel like we start every single week on this show. Uh, what's up with the Lakers? <laughs> I feel like I feel like FMC has become how SP3 is feeling about the Lakers Central. It's basically, yeah, yeah. I say <laughs> all my thoughts. All my thoughts for the Lakers for this show bi-weekly. <laughs> um, right now we're good because we're on All-Star break, so our record has not changed, so. We haven't Is played it good that you're on All Star Break because uh, LeBron was was making some headlines over All Star Break, and it was not a quiet All Star Break for you guys. No, no, we we know that LeBron is on, a, you know, an expiration date. That is uh, the 2024 draft, and uh, you know, Bronny James coming into the league. I mean, at this rate, we might be in the running to draft Bronny James. So. Yeah. True, so, true. so he doesn't have to go anywhere. He can stay in Hollywood. He could do his thing, make another Space Jam movie, producing, yeah. a, you know, more of his shows. And he could play with Bronny James, maybe an older, um, uh, probably maybe Grant Hill stage for Anthony Davis, where he stops getting injured. And he's actually okay, a serviceable player. Maybe that uh, Westbrook will probably be traded by then. So, but yeah, he can have a whole, he can have his new big three with his son. Is his son, I mean, I don't know what the report is on his son. I'm sure some team will reach on his son and, uh, bye, I love you. Yeah, I know it's going to go off. It's fine. (laughs) SP3 says bye. (laughs) Um, I don't know if when Brian James is going to get drafted. I think a lot of people are saying like he's maybe a top 30 player. I think some team is going to reach on him just because they think they're going to get LeBron. Here's my theory on this i don't think lebron's going to the team that drafts brawny i think lebron gets brawny traded to the team that he is on that is what i think happens i don't i don't buy that lebron is going to be a free agent and he's going to be like oh yeah i'm going to sign for a minimum to go play in oklahoma city i know i mean i know he said kind things about sam Presti and stuff I don't think he's going to be pulled. Like, what if he gets drafted? Like, I mean, I mentioned Oklahoma City, small market team, like Portland. Damian Lillard said nobody wants to come to Portland. Like, if he gets drafted to some. I thought Sacramento, which which wouldn't be be that far for him, but still, it's Sacramento. Like, who wants to go to Sacramento? What if he gets drafted by one of these teams? Bron's like, I ain't living down. I ain't living there 
for a year? Like, I don't know about living there for a year. I think wherever LeBron is, because especially if he's like a second round pick, it ain't going to be like, ain't going to cost you too much to trade him. True. You know, it'll like the team that drafts him will certainly have a little bit of leverage of, of like, like if you want this guy to make LeBron happy, you got to give up a little bit more. But I think LeBron is going to be like, yeah, trade for my son and have him come here instead of, you know, I'll 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 take the minimum and go play with my son. I don't buy that from LeBron James. I just don't. And it would be LeBron James to orchestrate a trade. We all know that's the 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 kind of the moniker that that's he's gained. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's that's what people know him for. He's part player, part coach, part GM, and he might maneuver this you know the Knicks are playing bad we don't know how they're going to be in two years but they maybe they'll be in the running he might orchestrate a trade there Cleveland is good right now but we don't know what might happen maybe injury here they they could be in the running to draft so there is teams that possibly could be in the running to draft you know Bronny James that understand you're getting LeBron for one year you're going to sell a whole bunch of tickets especially if it's if it's LeBron's final year you're selling out every home game you're selling yeah. out every home game. You're going to sell out every road game. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's, if it's mean, LeBron's <laughs> final season. Yeah. Like every single LeBron game is selling out that year because it's probably going to be your last chance to, to see LeBron. I know the, I know the road games won't help the, the team that he's playing for, but like you're selling out everywhere in his final yeah. year. You're going to sell his jersey. You're going to sell Bronny's jersey. So, yeah, it's going to – and then you're going to be on probably TV probably the most oh, yeah. that season, 100%, because they're going to want to see father and son play together in the NBA. So it, it makes sense that he's saying this, you know, ahead of time, two years ahead. He always plans two years ahead. He had the, the Lakers idea two years ahead when he was in Cleveland. He had the idea to go back to Cleveland well, that, two years that ahead explains- when he was in Miami. That explains why he thought Westbrook was a good idea. Because two years ago, Westbrook was was a good fit, and then how? <laughs> but when he actually got him, it's like, oh wait, that didn't work out so well. Exactly. And look, look at um. Remember when we were watching? Everyone was watching the All Star game. Who has the record for the most All Star uh All Star game points? Anthony Davis. When did that happen? 2017 when did anthony davis come to the lakers 2019 it all like it all connects he he makes two years out plans that's why he signs two-year deals at a time and then re-ups on the last year that's what lebron does so it makes sense that he's saying this now it's gonna make it's gonna make ronnie a higher draft pick because maybe like three four months ago people were projecting him to be like a top 10 pick in the 2024 draft and now the people are just saying oh he's a top 30 pick in the 2024 draft like he's getting lower and lower him and mikey james so i don't know what's going on with him i haven't been following him and watching him play but this is gonna up his draft his draft uh you know potential Deion deandre says it that he's going to okc we have 100 picks in 2024 we do have a lot of picks yes. in 2024 i i just want to know like will lebron be willing to come off the bench in okc because you know shay and giddy he ain't starting over over my guy shay and giddy whoever we draft this year like i is he willing to come off the bench or is he gonna pull the mellow like who who me like is that what he's gonna pull if he's willing to accept the bench role in okc i will welcome him but if he is not willing to, to do that then he can he can go play elsewhere he's got to accept the bench role he ain't starting over shay giddy and whoever we draft this year sorry. well, well sorry, shay, shay and giddy are guards aren't they are they playing yeah guard? but i yeah, mean they're they... gonna have the ball they're gonna have the ball in their hands lebron he, he's gotta learn well, to play off ball 
Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be small forward, power four. He'll play he'll play the forward position. He'll play the wing. He'll get some alley oops from Giddy. I, I I do I do like that. Ever since you said you you did your whole red about Giddy, he's I been told like, you he's been balling out. It's like I he told heard you, you that kid's good. Confirmation that Josh Giddy watches <laughs> FMC. <laughs> that kid is really good. I'm excited for him. But yeah, he's he's really really good. Um, LeBron calling out like he was calling out everybody on the Lakers you could tell he was not happy that they did nothing at the trade deadline yeah. the buyout market I don't know what that's going to look like they they wanted Drogic he ended up going to the Nets because he had the connection with Steve Nash I don't know who else is going to be on the buyout market doesn't seem like he was happy that they didn't make the, the John Wall trade I wouldn't have made the John Wall trade I, I don't know about you um, it depends on which John Wall trade we're referring to because I heard the original one and I was like, no, why would you want the same player? Like that's yeah. like John Wall and and Russell Westbrook are two non three point shooting point guards. That's who can who can fill up a stat sheet. They can both fill up the stat sheet when they're healthy. But John Wall gets injured a lot, so why would you want to get a more a more injury prone? No offense to him, Russell Westbrook that. That's not an upgrade at all. But the secondary trade I heard was throwing in Christian Wood, which I would have 100% done because that, that alleviates a lot for Anthony Davis. And I think that Anthony Davis needs someone that can help him in the front court. And I think that's been the issue of why he's been hurt this season is because he doesn't have, you know, the Dwight Howard of a few years ago. He doesn't have DeMarcus Cousins. Those are the years that he's been at his best is when he's had another per, another big in the front court to alleviate some of that, you know, offense and defense so he can kind of preserve himself for later in the season those have been his best years he needs someone in the front court i would have made that trade for christian wood but just john wall nah it was it was westbrook and a pick for john wall and i would not have attached the pick like i know no. lebron is all he's in on the laker or he's in on the rams of like fuck them picks like you don't need to be given up uh this draft pick which is like their only currency right now like they got to think bigger than lebron and i know lebron doesn't like that but especially if it's just for john wall if you're trading westbrook in this draft pick and you're getting a player like let's just for arguments like bradley beal i know he's hurt and i'm not sure he's going to come back but a healthy bradley beal that's one thing you know bradley beal is going to contribute you you figure he's a good fit on that team john wall hasn't played all season like you said he's i don't know if he's as good as russell westbrook if the if anything he's about the same as Russell Westbrook, but then you have to account for the fact that you're bringing him, him into this team and you have to fit him into this team. At least Westbrook has been there and kind of is integrated with things a little bit. I know it's not working out, but at least he knows everything around him. John Wall comes in and it's just putting, it's just putting a new guy in there. And we know how that works out with a Bron James team of trying to put a new kind of superstar player in there and, and how long that takes for them. So I wouldn't have made that pick either now getting christian wood is a different story because if it's going to be westbrook in that pick for wood and wall i can see lebron why he's a little upset about that because i do think christian wood is a very good fit on yeah. that team at the same time if i'm lakers management i'm like is christian wood is that the guy that's getting us over the top for this season it's very possible i know lebron doesn't like to punt on seasons because every year it i know not this is not his last year, but his window is obviously very short. 
So he wants to try to win a title every single year. But like, is Christian Wood really getting you to a title this year? Or are you better off just like trying to retool in the offseason and really loading up for next season to go in when you actually have a shot at doing things? And I think that's probably Lakers management thinking. And I think that's probably the right call. I would rather try to load up this offseason, go all in next season instead of I've kind of lost my bargaining power, my trade chip in the offseason, which is Westbrook's expiring contract, assuming he opts in, and that first-round pick. And I got maybe a smidge closer this season, but then I lost a little bit of uh, a little bit of that window for next season. I think that's why you got to kind of kind of do it, or why why they didn't do it is they were thinking more. Let's load up next season instead of decreasing next season only to increasing a one percent chance this season. Yeah, and I think that was Rob Pelika's thinking. Like, we did it your way, LeBron, in the in the offseason. You're the one that came to me with this Russell Westbrook trade, saying that this was what the Lakers needed to win the championship again, and it hasn't worked out at all. Like, you've been playing well, but the whole team, it just hasn't meshed well, so... I'm going to do it my way. I believe in Rob Palinka. He put together a championship team in, uh, you know, 2019. That's why we won in 2020. He kind of tore it all apart and tried to make it a better team uh, the following offseason. But even that team is better than what we are right now. Like, at the end of the day, I'd rather be a seventh seed, uh, you know, confirm for the play-in just winning one game to get into the playoffs than where we are now in this kind of middle ground where we're in the ninth seed but our even our spot in the play-in is not guaranteed like we're one and a half games out of eighth place we're about like four and a half out of uh seventh or i think seventh or sixth place so we're in that range where there is potential that we can get into a prominent uh playoff spot and maybe we can win a game or two in the first round, but it doesn't even look like we're going to win a series with the team currently constructed. So it's I mean, time Frank, to focus on the offseason. Frank Vogel even said, like, we're probably not getting out of the play-in spot. Like, I don't know if you saw these comments by Vogel, but he's like, yeah, we're probably going to we're gonna be in the play-in game again. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. Leland says the West is slightly open right now with uh CP3 and Draymond banged up. Yeah. I still think the Suns are very good. Like they they're just a well-constructed team and Chris Paul being hurt obviously hurts them, but Devin Booker, he's on a great run right now. Like that is just a a team that just plays well, plays together. He got a lot of pieces in the right places. DeAndre, I watched them play last night against the Thunder and I realized it's the Thunder. Like they're they are who they are, even though I like a lot of the guys on the team. We didn't have Dort. Dort couldn't guard Booker, but that's just a well-constructed team and a well-run team. Uh, even with Chris Paul hurt, they're still going to be fine in the regular season. Kind of the same thing with the Warriors. Even with Draymond hurt, like they're going to be fine regular season-wise. They got they got uh, Curry. They got Clay's working himself back into to shape, uh, and they have <coughs> excuse me, and, and they they've got way all. Andrew Wiggins, all-star Andrew, uh, like he's there as well. Like they're going to be fine regular season. Yeah. If those guys miss time in the playoffs, then it does become wide open. I'm just looking at the West. I'm like, who do you trust in the West to like come out of that? Even if those guys are. 
Yeah, I mean, the West, like, neither one of those teams feels like a guarantee that I could say they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Like, it's not, this doesn't feel like the year where it's like the top two teams are the top two th- teams. You could see them. I could see them versing in the Conference Finals, but I could yeah. also see the Grizzlies getting in there with the way That's the Grizzlies. The That's the team that I'd be kind of most worried about. It's like, I don't buy the Jazz at all. After, especially after the their past playoff failures and just the way that team is constructed, the Mavericks. I love Luca, but the rest of that team is kind of a mess. The yes. Nuggets, if everybody gets kind of healthy, I do like them, but I don't know how they are when they're healthy. The Grizzlies are the team I'd be worried about too. Yeah, John Wall is an MVP candidate. I, I've been sleeping on him, but I've been looking at the numbers and seeing a couple of highlights, and I'm going to definitely catch a couple of their games in the second half of the season because they got the bigs. They got John uh, John Morant, who's really going to, like I like I said, he's an MVP candidate. He's right up there with Jokic and Embiid in my mind. And if so they – if if they can get in the top two seed, I think that he can kind of he's going to edge out Jokic because like I said, I think Jokic is getting off on, you know, just numbers alone. But his team is not to me playing to their expectations. I would think yeah, they're they're banged up, though. I like, Yeah, he's yeah, really carrying that team. He's really yeah. they have no guard play. Like I've watched a, a decent amount of Nuggets and like they have no I'm, guard play. And I'm like. I don't mean to interrupt, but you're I'm sorry. Harsh. As, a, being as, harsh on as a Kobe, being harsh as a Kobe on fan, when Kobe should have <laughs> won some MVPs in our when we were in the bottom half of the West and we didn't win MVPs, and everybody told me, Oh, you're in the bottom half of the West, they can't give you, even though he hit the second best player on his goddamn team was Smush Parker. Like, come on. And he had injuries. He had Chris Mimma as his center. He's always injured. And they didn't give Kobe. He averaged 35 points a game in 2006. 81-point game. Didn't give him Didn't give him the MVP. So why should Jokic? I know Westbrook got it as a six seed because he averaged a triple-double. Great. I agree with that because he had nothing on his team, and he deserved that MVP for averaging a triple-double. That was the first time I've seen that in my lifetime. But Jokic, he's averaging pretty much the same. It's not like he's averaging blown up numbers from what he averaged in his MVP season. I feel like in, I've said this for a while. I feel like Embiid is the MVP right now. And like I said, depending on the second half of the season and what the Grizzlies do, if they can get into those top two C's with those injuries to the Suns and to the Warriors, I think John Morant is going to be in that number two spot. Leland says too early for Smush Parker slander. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will always slander Smush Parker, Kwame <laughs> Brown, Chris Mim. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I call Kwame everyone. Brown. Yes, I call everyone. You know, Laker greats. You could spend a day on the Lakers, and you're a Laker great. Jordan Farmer is a Laker great, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Morrison is a Laker great. Cheerleader. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but. Those guys on that 2005, 2006, 2014, uh, 2014, they're not Laker Grace to me. Not even the 2014 that went to the NBA Finals with Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Neither one of them are Laker Grace because we should have <laughs> won that goddamn finals. But those those years, SB3 dropping two GD bombs this early. It is too early to be dropping two GD bombs on this show. SV3, you got to go to double church on Sunday. All right. Hit the holy water with you. I don't have no my water. I I'm probably a, need go, it with my throat. 
I'm going to go to church and I'm going to watch Euphoria. That's the same thing as going to <laughs> church. There you go. Yankee Power says DeRozan looks like MVP with the streak he's on. I like I, I DeRozan is playing excellent, excellent basketball right now, and I would not be opposed to giving it to DeRozan. Embiid, Embiid is my MVP leader right now. Harden's supposed to debut tonight. We will see like if that takes away at all from Embiid's kind of overall campaign because I mean Harden's going to take away some touches. It just it really it, that's just it's what it's going to be. So I think Embiid's numbers will dip a little bit. So we'll see if that affects. Um, Embiid's MVP candidacy. I think Jokic is still up there. I like John Morant. I and then I think DeRozan should be up there as well. Yeah, DeRozan is definitely in that in that top five. Like I was sleeping on him, but he's been he's been definitely balling out the last couple of games before the All Star break. So I got to give it to him. And he's another one I would put ahead of Jokic. I would put a put him ahead of Jokic. His team has been balling. He's been the leader. He's been a difference maker. Jokic, why are you a hater? I'm not hating. You are. I'm not hating. I am keeping the same energy, the same energy people gave me when Kobe was in the bottom half of the of the West, and I did. He did. He deserved more than one MVP. I I'm sorry. I got reminded of Kobe during All Star All Star game with the trophy, and I'm I'm letting out all my Kobe bitter frustrations from years past. You are a hater on yo. You got to realize that the league has changed since 2000, whatever, since 2006 when Kobe didn't win the MVP. The the league has changed. SV3, Jokic is playing Steve amazing. Steve Nash, Steve Nash Steve got Nash two deserved. MVPs. Two, two of them. Nah, he, I, I feel I don't he, know deserved, about two. he deserved it more the second season, more than the first season to me. I know it was the big surprise. He was the difference maker. He came on the team. They got to like a top seed in the West. It makes sense. I understand that. But look at Jason Kidd. Like, keep that same energy. Jason Kidd deserved an MVP in 2002 with the Nets. Like, he was a difference maker for that team, and they were the leader in the in the in the East. They should have. He should have won an MVP. I'm not just talking about just Kobe keeping the same energy that you kept with Kobe. I'm keeping the same energy across the board. Jason Kidd deserved an MVP more than Steve Nash deserved two of them. Steve Nash deserves all the MVPs. That's my favorite player of all time. I mean, outside of Jordan, but he he deserves all the MVPs if we're if we're being honest about things. So, it, it, the league has changed. SV three. I don't think Jokic is going to win it, especially after winning it last year. They usually, I mean, they they sometimes like to go back to back. Like Giannis went back to back. I think Giannis is in the conversation as well, but there is just going to be a lot of uh, voter fatigue with him because he's already won it twice. Uh, he's got the Finals MVP. He's got the Finals last year everything so it's a lot like lebron where lebron probably should have won it for about 10 straight years but it's like eh, we got to give it to derrick rose this year and look derrick rose played great that season but lebron really should have won it basically every year he's been in the league for during the the Cavs and the heat run same thing with jordan like jordan shouldn't have lost it to carl malone no i mean all of it's carl malone fuck that guy but uh like jordan should have won those mvps if we're being honest but it's like uh jordan's already got like 15 of them we don't need he's already got all these finals let's just throw carl a bone here he's gonna lose in the finals to jordan anyway (laughs) let him have an mvp on his resume like that's that's really a lot what it comes down to Jokic got it last year they're gonna look for for somebody else Giannis has already got a bunch of accolades they're going to look for somebody else. So it's in beads to lose at this point. And I'm looking forward to Harden playing tonight. We'll see how it works. Doc Rivers is saying all the right things. 
of course, what River says and what he does are, are two different conversations, but should be should be interesting with those two. Sixers Sixers should be uh they're gonna be an interesting team to watch the this latter half of the season. Yeah, what they what they do the second half of the season is really either gonna confirm or it's gonna deny Embiid another MVP because in my eyes he should have won last season until he got injured. So I hope that he can continue to play. He stays healthy. They could stay in that top four, maybe even get a little bit higher. And I think that he locks in his MVP. I got him. Then I'll go John Morant. I already convinced myself throughout this show. Um, Jokic, <laughs> Jokic, DeRozan, Giannis as my top five for MVP right now. Going in to the second half of uh, the season, I think, yeah, Giannis, I feel like Giannis will probably win another MVP maybe in a year or two. I just feel like, you know, as the Bucks are currently constructed, it's really going to be a difference maker a year for them. I think if they make it to the conference finals, they might put this team together, maybe get maybe a couple more role, uh, role players to kind of push them ahead to get another championship. But I feel like this team as currently constructed has about like two years expiration date on them before they're the front office is really going to tear them apart. But I think in that time, Giannis, if they do tear it apart, they're going to keep Giannis, of course. So he might win an MVP if his, if he doesn't have the guys like Milton and holiday around, he, they'll probably be like, you know what? We should give Giannis another MVP down the road. So I think that might happen, but for right now, he's good in the top five, but the Bucks, I, they're they're a dark horse in the East in general, in my opinion. The East, I like how you're calling the defending champions a dark horse. And they're the defending champs. SB three, I don't think they're dark, the dark. horse. I st I still think they're the favorites. Honestly, like I'm yeah. always taking I'm always taking the defending champs unless there is you know a major overhaul or big injuries or something like that, because they're the defending champs. Now they don't have Lopez, and that's a big loss for them. But they still got Giannis. They still got Middleton. They still got Drew Holiday. They've been there. They know what it takes to win. Like, I still have them as the favorites. But the East is stacked. Like, one through eight is is just in, insane right now. And, like, the Nets are, like, the eight seed right now. And I know they've been banged up. I know, like, they, they just don't have anybody on their team. But healthy. If they get healthy with Durant, it seems like Kyrie will now be able to play home games by the time the playoffs roll around. Ben Simmons coming in there. That's going to be... That's a tough team. You got Kevin Durant, you're going to be tough to play against. Uh, the Celtics have really turned it around uh, yeah. over the past couple of months. They've been playing great basketball. Like the East is insane. The Bulls are obviously up there. The Heat, I think the Heat, they, I think they're like the one seed right now. They that, are kind of the super I, team. I think they're the favorites right now. I think just really? the way the way the the way I've seen the Bucks play, it's not very outside of Giannis. And Middleton, Middleton's not very consistent. I didn't think Middleton even deserved to be an all-star, if I'm being honest. I'm just slandering everybody today. But um, <laughs> I didn't think Middleton had that great of a season. I He deserved previous all-stars. I felt like this one, the Jared uh, Jared Allen shouldn't have been a replacement. He should have had that spot from uh, Middleton, in my opinion. But I just feel like he's not very consistent this season. Uh, they have a couple of injuries. Like you said, Brooke Lopez is out. So that's why I called them a dark horse. I shouldn't call the defending champions a dark horse. <laughs> I was wrong for that. I think right now it's looking like those two teams, the Heat and the Bucks, which has kind of become a rivalry now. 
Yeah, it, it definitely has. It definitely has. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at the East State. Like the Cavs, they're going to be a tough out. The Cavs yes. and the Raptors are two teams that, because they are young, I mean, the Raptors have, have been there, but a lot of the guys that were on the championship team aren't there anymore. Uh, at least yeah, Siakam's still there, but, you know, Kawhi and Lowry were the, the two engines yeah. for that championship team. They're gone. And now you're asking guys like OG and Siakam to play bigger roles, and they've done great. But then they have the young guys around them. Barnes, I like, I yes. like, I like the way he plays. So he's, they, he's been good. I, Toronto I know, has like this defensive team that might be yeah. something in a few years. Nick Nurse is a tremendous coach too, like like an excellent coach. I'm I'm very surprised by the Raptors being this good. I don't think Scotty Barnes was a reach because I think he did play himself into a top five pick. I know that there was a lot of talk that he was going to OKC at six. People thought he might fall to there, and the Raptors took him uh, before them. I'm happy we got Josh Giddy, but shout out to, to Scotty Barnes, who's been playing yes. playing great. And yeah. that Toronto team, they just play hard. And, again, Nick Nurse deserves a lot of credit for what he's done with that team. Uh, but, like, th- those are the two teams that I'm like, they're kind of young. They We didn't expect them to be here at this point. Don't really have, like, the quote-unquote star. Like, I know Garland is playing great for the cap. Jared Allen has turned. Like, I always liked Jared Allen on the Nets. I did not think he was, like, this good uh, of a player you- and would be this impactful of a player. Did you see what he did at the All Star game? Like he was the he was the real MVP in that fourth quarter when the game was on the line. He was, was the only one in the in the paint playing defense, and I was like, "Yo, KD, that was that was the uh, the Harden pick. That was the Harden. <laughs> you could have picked Harden and gotten the pick. Like, come on, man. So yeah, uh, that was that was a fun, and he really showed out in that in that couple of minutes there, and he's been a difference maker. Like I thought that they had too many bigs in cleveland and it wouldn't be able to work and they'd be like splitting time with everybody but mobley's been playing well jared allen's been playing well so cleveland has the bigs they have the guards with sexton uh sex land as they uh call them uh so that backcourt so they got a nice little core that i think that they're gonna be good for the next couple of years they definitely are and i know karis lavert is hurt he's gonna miss some time but i really like that pickup just to give him an extra ball handler uh, when if you know Garland or Sexton is not on the floor, so I like what Cleveland is on. It might be a year ahead for them, but like they're a team that can just surprise. Like they'd face the Bucks in the first round right now as a four or five. I don't, I don't like anybody against the Bucks. I'm not betting against the defending champions, but like I'm, I'm not sleeping uh, on Cleveland. I'm not sleeping on anybody on the East. There's just a, one through again, one through eight. I'm not buying the Hornets. The Hornets and the Hawks are at the play in. Right now, I'm not really buying either of those teams to get out of the play-in. But one through eight, it's that that whole first round is going to be fascinating to watch. That's going to be a fantastic first round because right now it would be uh, Miami and and uh, Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh would, man, yeah. that that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Miami's deep versus that Brooklyn offense which I think they're gonna get they're gonna uh, play well together I feel I feel like these these pieces work better together than Harden Kyrie and KD potentially because that that run that they had that 16 games was magic but that was just the regular season and a couple of playoff games we never got to we never got to see it like in its full potential after a couple of games behind it so you know, I think that Ben Simmons is going to be a better fit because it spreads the floor a lot better. 
I, I think so as well. And it's actually Chicago against Brooklyn. Brooklyn's the eight. Chicago is okay. the one seed right now. Um, but with the with the play in, I think like the eight can become the seventh, right? Like I, yeah. I'm sort of misremembering how the play in works because they've it's, only done it for one year. It's seven versus eight for the seventh seed, and yeah. then the loser of that versus the winner of nine versus ten. Yeah, so technically it could be uh Brooklyn against Miami because I I yeah. a fully healthy Nets team, I'd favor them against the Raptors. Uh yeah. so yeah, it, it could be it could be that. Uh I'd love the play in, by the way. I think I think it was too. a great idea by the league. I know LeBron hates it because he hates it and then like he needs it. He needed it last year, he's gonna need it again this year, honestly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He needs to stop fronting, <laughs> stop fronting over there, bro. Like you need this. This is better for the league. More games in in the playoffs, and it has the playoff feel to it. It gives more teams a chance to be in the playoffs, so it makes things very exciting. And I I do agree. It's been a great addition to the NBA. Uh, NBA All Star Weekend sucked. Oh my god! <laughs> like I've never they, been this. They got like, a Abolish the dunk contest. Just abolish that thing. It it hasn't been good. The last time I remember it being good was, I mean, obviously we can go back to the Levine Gordon days when it was like yeah. off the charts, fantastic. Um, but I mean, the Hamadou Diallo season, like I thought Diallo really showed out in that dunk contest, but it hasn't been good for a while because these guys just get multiple attempts and it just ruins everything. Like if it takes you seven times to complete your dunk, it loses all the appeal by by the time you hit it. And it's just and the other thing is like you're not getting stars to do it. Like no offense to these guys. Like they're good dunkers and everything, but like it's just first second year players, but it's not even the you know, the superstar first second year players. It's not like it's yeah. Ja, it's not like it's Cade. It, it's not these guys. And so people just don't care that much about these guys cuz they're not stars and then it takes them forever to do the dunks it shouldn't be the headlining thing the three-point contest is way way more fun like it's way more fun because you have actual stars in that and it comes down to the wire a lot of times like the carl anthony towns winning three-point contest way more exciting than i don't even remember who won the dunk i think did obi win it obi Uh, Obi Toppin, yeah yeah Yeah, because i was like like, the knicks finally won something (laughs) like (laughs) It, but the three-point contest is way better. They either got to figure out a way to change the dunk contest, get stars in it, or it can't be the headlining thing anymore. It's it's horrible. They need to they need to change that, abolish it, like change up the format. I would I, I would put star slam dunk contest as the opener for All Star Saturday Night. Like everything else is a lot more exciting. Like even the judges don't even seem into it anymore. No. They give it they're giving 10 for corny dunks. It's like, <laughs> yo, y'all are just giving up. Oh, and then these guys what they went 10 for 27, I think the the stat was on dunks. That's awful. On yeah. dunks, not 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 three-pointers on dunks. They went 10 for 27 total between all the contestants. That's embarrassing. Yeah, throw throw this whole thing away. But yeah, to me, I feel like 2017 was the last time it was exciting. Since then, we've had maybe one guy, you know, show out in a dunk contest. But as far as like the dunk contest feeling exciting, 
feeling like it should be the main event of All-Star Saturday Night was the Levine-Gordon series. Like, that was the last time. And and maybe Gordon getting robbed the, the, the year yeah. after because he yeah. definitely did. He should have a slam dunk contest win. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was also intriguing and at least had a hook to it for the slam dunk contest. And it came down to the wire with him losing. So... I, I that was exciting, but that was the last time. Like, just stop doing it this way. Like, put the three point contest at the end. You got all these stars that want to play in the three point contest. It has history, it has legacy. Give it the spotlight, and it's become a three point league. It's not the high flying yeah. slam dunk league that it was when the slam dunk contest deserved to be the main event of All Star Saturday Night. They need to change it. Um, I'm like in the middle on the fence with the all-star game format. I feel like I, I like I, it. I, yeah, I feel like I like it, especially after this season where every fourth quarter now, since they changed the format, it comes down to that wire. It comes down to that game point. And it feels like it feels like a game of street ball with uh, the NBA all-stars a little bit in that fourth quarter where they're playing hard. They want to get to that, you know, that to that point total. And it always comes down to game point. I like that because it brings me back to my days of playing street ball. So I like that a lot. I, I like the all-star format because I think ever since they switched it, it has every fourth quarter has been pretty exciting. I remember the, uh, I think it was the first year they did it when LeBron and Durant are just double teaming Steph Curry on the, <laughs> on the final possession. Like that was just tremendous theater. Uh, so yes. I like the, the all-star game format. I want to know, I didn't think this year's game should have been close. I want to know how in the world, uh, Durant let LeBron get Curry and Giannis on on his team like that that team team LeBron seemed unfair this year like really unfair and I realized like Seth had 50 in this game as well like it was really it was on 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 16 threes oh my god that was just like a display and I know no defense is played in the NBA all-star game but he's literally play uh shooting the the most difficult shot you can shoot without defense. And he's making it every single time. Like that was just an amazing performance that just kept you entertained throughout the whole thing. We did a watch along on our Twitch channel and I was just, I was having a good time because I was like, you know, Steph, this is like, this is an, this is one of the best performances I've seen in the all-star game because he's just, Sure, he's shooting it from farther out. Like it was just amazing. Where you didn't even realize the other team was scoring on their possession. You were only focused on the possessions when Steph had the ball. He he's the most exciting player to watch in the league. Like when he gets rolling like that, there's nobody just more fun. I mean, as a as a Thunder fan, fuck him. But like when he gets roll, when he's not doing it to my team, when I have no stake in it, there's nobody I'd rather watch in the league. Than, than Steph Curry. Now, when he's doing it on my team, again, fuck him. Um, but yeah, he that the All Star game where he just went off was just an insane performance. The one where he's like shooting from half court and he's turning and running back before the ball while the ball is still in the air. Like that man knew that half court <laughs> shot was going in. It's like man, that's just that's sickening. I love yeah, the one. Yeah. I love the one on the sideline where he hits it, turns around. And he's like, did it go in? Yeah. <laughs> that was just oh my god that, he's just so cr- he's got charisma for days he does. 
he he's he's a cold cold man and like the the cleveland fans were booing him by the end of the night like they couldn't even they couldn't even boo him because how can you boo that performance uh he's he's something else to watch again when he's not doing it on my team bless him but fuck him for 2016 uh they, i they, like the format i i do like the all-star game format though i i like the draft i mean we, we talked yes. about it a little bit last week but like the draft has made it so much better like lebron just got a be around just to keep doing these drafts honestly because we need someone to be able to beat him all you have to do is don't try to be slick don't try to go for the players you like the most like you have to split up this trio of Steph Triannis and LeBron like no one's gonna beat that team you can't allow LeBron James to draft either Steph or Giannis like I know he nine times out of ten he's gonna get the first pick so he's either he's gonna pick one of those two guys but you then pick the other don't let him get both of them don't i don't like that has just confused the hell out of me when k i was like kd i know you're not playing but do you care <laughs> do you care about this draft like what I mean, are he you was, doing he was supposed to play it was a it was a last minute was he supposed to play no oh, no, no, no the draft no. time no no no, no. you're right you're yeah. right I, yeah. I forgot he was like actually injured injured because there, I, you know, he had the unfortunate family passing, and so yeah. I was thinking, oh, that's what took him out of the game. I legitimately forgot he, he had been injured, and that's why the Nets are like one and eight in their past nine games or something. Like they're they're a train wreck. But once he gets back, I, I think uh, Yankees fan, Yankees power uh, resident Nets fan said he's supposed to be back next week. Nice. Drage is supposed to play. Like I look forward to watching fully healthy uh, Brooklyn Nets because again, I much like Steph Curry. Fuck Kevin Durant. But I love watching that man play. Tremendous basketball player, but he can he can fuck off as well. I basically hate like everyone in the league, but I love watching everyone in the league. I just don't I just don't like them. They've done something to my team that has made me dislike them. That's how that's how I felt. Like when when Kobe was in the league and I was a Laker fan, I hated Portland, I hated San Antonio, I hated Sacramento, and I hated anybody who played on those teams. I hated Detroit Pistons. Well, I kind of do still, and I feel like they're getting uh, their their redemption for beating us in uh, 2004. So uh, there's a bunch of teams that I still hold animosity to for either beating us or abusing us on the court. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, DeAndre, uh, Dion says eight years and fuck them. Yes, like we we had a team, a 2016, if he could shoot the ball better in game six, we win that game. You know, the best shooter, one of the best shooters of all time, all of a sudden can't hit a jump shot. What what are we doing here? And then in the offseason, we're about to get Al Horford. We're about to run a team that was Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Andre Robertson. And I know Robertson has a lot of flaws offensively, but defensively he was needed. Uh, Sergi, not Sergi Baca, but Al Horford and Steven Adams with Victor Oladipo coming off the bench. That was going to be our lineup. Our closing lineup was going to be Russ, Durant, Oladipo, Horford, Adams. That's a very good closing lineup. Yeah. A very good team. And then whatever Presti did in the margins as well, which he probably would have done some, some good things in the margin. We're about to have a good team in 2016-17 after Durant shit the bed in game six. And then he ran. He ran to Golden State. He said, let me join the team that beat me. Not Kevin Durant. Okay. <laughs> You know, I, I, I knew this. I knew it was going to happen, too. I literally was calling. I literally was calling it the, all, the uh, I think it was the 2015 
offseason when everybody was talking about, oh, Durant, you know, is going to be a free agent. Where is he going to go? A lot of people were saying he was going to resign with the Thunder. I was like, he's going to go to the Golden State Warriors. And people laughed at me. I was like, he's going to go to the Golden State Warriors. I can blame Warriors. you. Like, I don't blame you then. I'll blame you for this. Blame me. Blame me because <laughs> I have known where Le- where Kevin Durant was going to go twice. That that one was kind of, I guess, premonition or something just was like, I was like, man, the Warriors just won the championship. Imagine if they added KD to their team. They'd be unstoppable. I didn't, you know, I I, I felt like I was talking out my eyes, but, uh, you know, it, it happened to be right. And then I told you before, my, my nephew is well connected. And he told me like uh, an off season or two before he went to Brooklyn that him and Kyrie was going to Brooklyn. He was like, Kyrie and KD, they've been talking, man. They going to get, they going to Brooklyn. I was like, man, you, you lying. You lying. They ain't going to do that. They're going to go to the Knicks. They're going to go. If they're going to go to New York, they're going go to go to the Knicks. Nobody goes to the Knicks. I don't know. But I said, but I just thought if you're going to go to New York, why not go for the more famous team? Why not? play in Madison Square Garden. Why do you want to play in Barclays Center? I don't like going to Barclays Center. I've seen some of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. Like, I was at TakeOver Brooklyn. I was at, you know, TakeOver New York. Those are two of the best events I've ever seen. But I don't enjoy going to Barclays Center. I don't enjoy going to Brooklyn. Like I just I I, my, I had family out there. Brooklyn is a place full of art. It has a lot of great things for you to see. I've even worked in Brooklyn, but I I grew up in Harlem. I live in the Bronx. That's a long trip for me, so I don't like the Barclays Center that much. I'd rather go to Madison Square Garden. Has all the history. It's in Manhattan. There's multiple things to do before and after. That's the place. So I thought KD and Kyrie was gonna go there, but. I was wrong. My nephew was right. And then I learned later on how he knew all of that. Yeah, and, why? Uh, why he was right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I didn't know you had the in in Intel. I knew he he did he also uh one of uh, I think Kyrie's uh sneakers or clothing lines, he also designed that because he's a clothing designer. So uh. I knew he had been working with Kyrie close, but I didn't know he got that close that he got with the sister. I was like, man, you in the family now. Damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we had we had some bonus. He was a rookie. I don't think he would have played too much on that team. He ended up playing more because Durant left, and then we blew up the the entire team. Uh, Ilya Sova probably would have played a lot more because everyone said, "Oh, okay, so you need shooting." Uh, Ilya Sova was a, a great stretch shooter, and he ended up getting traded for Jeremy Grant. Which, even if they had made that trade, that would have been a good trade. So, mm-hmm. and we we were there. We were ready to do it in 2016, 17. And Durant said, "Ah, let me just go get this free ring." So, fuck him. I'm not getting over that. Great basketball player. I love <clears throat> I love watching him play in 2K. He's one of my favorite players to use. But I'm, I'm not getting over that. All right, I'm gonna hold that grudge forever. I don't I don't blame you and I'm not judging you because I still I Paul George wasn't on our team, but he kept saying that he wanted to be yeah. a Laker, and I will never forgive him for going to staying in OKC and resigning there, and then the following year going to the freaking Clippers. Like, come on, if the Nets are the little brother the La- too- look, the Lakers, the Lakers did not have the, the draft capital 
that the Clippers had to, to make that. Like, true. Just he, he didn't. They but, did not have the draft. They didn't have nobody as good as Shea to give up to get Paul George. But I'm just saying, though, like he could have signed with us he and he could have played with with LeBron. But he said, "No, they embrace me. I want to stay here. I'm going to see." And then he left after one year. And then he left after one year to go to LA. Like that's <laughs> that's the mind blown. That's why I'm like, I have nothing against OK. KC, y'all made the right decision. Y'all go with the team that has the more draft capital so you can, you know, build up like y'all have been doing. Great for y'all. I'm talking about Paul George's thought process of, no, I'm not going to sign with the Lakers. They've embraced me. I'm going to stay in OKC. And then the following year, going to LA, but to play with the goddamn Clippers, man, I will never Another GD. We got to get a swear jar for SB3. On this show with the GDs that he he is dropping. All right, that's more church for you, SB3. We got to start. We got to start a FMC swear jar every time SB3 drops a, a GD. Uh, we got to we got to put money in the swear jar. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch more Euphoria. I'm gonna watch Euphoria today. <laughs> Go to church. Now, Paul George, like, like I was happy he resigned because I definitely thought it was just a one and done type thing, and I thought like that team. I understand. The we 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 have this great eight game run, and then Robertson gets hurt. Mello was never a great fit, but he resigned. And I thought that team was very good, and then George blew out his shoulder, and then he couldn't shoot well. I was glad that he ended up was like, oh yeah, like let me just like leave because I didn't think the Westbrook George duo had a long shelf life to it. Like if he had stayed, it probably would have just been another disappointing first round exit. But I'm like, yeah, cool, dude. If you want to like leave, uh, especially with what the return was. I was cool with that in hindsight, but when I found out he was traded, it was it happened like 3 a.m. in the morning my time or yeah. something. And my my buddy texted me, he's like, Paul George just like got traded. And I, I wake up and I'm like, what? Huh? And then I'm reading all this stuff and whatnot. I was like, man, fuck Paul George as well. But then I saw the return. I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I was sad that this is how it came to the end, especially after he was like, oh, I'm going to sign a three-year deal. I love OKC. We're going to make this work and everything. It's like after one year, you're quitting. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Like After one year, you're out. In hindsight, 2020, what we got in return, I'm cool with it because I don't think that they – it's probably a first-round exit and done. But when it initially happened, I was like, man, get this guy out of here. Like, you're the reason you couldn't stay healthy. You couldn't shoot the ball in the playoffs. Like, you're the reason we ended up being in this position. And then it ended ended the Westbrook tenure as well. Again, hindsight, great. Like, Westbrook, they traded him as high as they possibly could. Somehow got not only Chris Paul, a draft pick attached to Chris Paul as well. And, you know, that set us up very well because that Chris Paul season – probably my favorite season outside of the Russ MVP season. That Chris Paul season, one of my favorite seasons when, when it comes to, to OKC because there was no pressure on that no. team. Chris Paul embraced that role as a leader. Like, they were just fun brand of basketball to watch. Like, I I mean, the 2016 team, or uh, the 15-16 the team was the best team we had as far as recent memory. Obviously, the, the Westbrook injury season was probably the best team we had. And then the, the the trio that went to the finals was obviously a great team as well. As far as like regular season goes, that 15-16 team was a slog to watch in the regular season. Like an absolute slog to watch. Like they were the three seed. They were, we had no hope against the, the Spurs. They ended up just like upsetting the Spurs. And of course, you get up 3-1 on the Warriors and they blow that. But like regular season was a slog to watch. Like re- regular season 
it's Westbrook MVP and the Chris Paul season for me. Uh, for me as a Lakers fan, what would be my favorite regular season? Um, I mean, the, 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 Although I just say, you know, I said earlier in this show, I don't count them as Laker greats. The Carl Malone, Gary Payton season for, for my Lakers, that was just fun to watch because everything that could have went wrong went wrong that regular season. Like Shaq was hurt. Uh, Carl Malone was hurt. Gary Payton wasn't what he he was before. But to see Kobe do like that that scoring stretch where he had – 40 straight 40 point games and like a 13 straight of 35 or more. Like he was just putting up ridiculous numbers that I would just love in life. And I had NBA league pass. So that was like my (laughs) favorite. That's like the first season I remember when I think about like great regular seasons for my Lakers, Uh, the 2006 season. Cause like I said, Smush Parker was the second best player on that team. And I would be watching games on NBA league pass, not expecting much. But I got like uh, the the three quarter uh, 62 point game on the Dallas Mavericks. I got the 81 point game against the Toronto Raptors. So that was just a great season to watch as far as like his scoring in recent memory. I would say the best regular season that I saw. Man, it's been a while for the Lakers <laughs> because I mean the last we won the championship in 2020, but do I really count that regular season with a five month break like a good regular you can't season? Even count to watch? The playoffs, the, yeah. bubble, the, the bubble playoffs don't even count. That hollow last championship. Hey, I, it's a championship. <laughs> a championship is a championship. They put, a, they put an asterisk on that banner. It's like half a banner. A it, should be, it should It should be smaller. They got like 18 banners hanging. From from Staples Center, that hey, one should be that one should be half the size of the other banners. They had the same conditions as everybody else. They got the job done. They did what they had half to do. Banner. They did what they had to do. I was a guy who was saying for years that the '99 championship, but the Spurs deserves an asterisk because that was a shortened season and they were versing the eighth seed. I said they deserve an asterisk, but I was wrong, ladies and gentlemen. There's no asterisk. In championships, that banner, you know how banners are usually made of uh, whatever material they are made of. What material are these banners made of? Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like thread and stuff. Yeah. No thread, like you know, it's it's very nice material. That banner should be just a lamination. It should be a l- piece of paper laminated, and that's the banner to represent the bubble. All right, it shouldn't be this nice, well well crafted banner that is hand stitched. And all this stuff, it should be a laminated piece of paper that is up there at Staples Center to represent that championship. Do 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 you want us to send you one of our banners, Jeremy? <laughs> we will send you one of our banners if I this mean, is what you much... really. <laughs> this is the real issue here because I think it's an issue of you having banner jealousy. You having banner jealousy, sir? Because we, we got seventeen. We, got... we got seventeen of them. Yeah, we got some nice uh, regular season division banners and one Western Conference championship banner. That's a, that's about it. That's all we got. We got Nick Collison's jersey hanging from the rafters, I think. That's about it. But there should still be a lamination on that banner. That's what it should be, a laminated all, all banners are created equal, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. No, yep. not at all, all banners are created <laughs> equal. We have 17 championships, and we will beat the Celtics to 18. <laughs> I believe. Uh, let's talk about there was no new South Park 
this week. I know. I was like, so I literally waited till like real late last night. I was like, oh man, I got to watch South Park before FMC. Let me see if it's on. I'm like, wait, no new South Park? I was going to watch like, it this morning. I was going to watch it this morning. It's like, oh, I got to catch up. I got to watch it before the show. And then I saw it wasn't new. There was no new episode. I was like, oh, okay. But last week's episode, I didn't care for coming off episode two. I wasn't like nah. a huge, huge fan of it. What'd you think? Nah, I mean, honestly, the the I was like waiting for like, okay, what's the thing this week that uh, this is like, and I didn't really, it didn't hit me like it did the last two weeks where everything for like the final 15 minutes were really funny when I realized the joke. It was just like, okay, city people coming in. Uh, Cartman. Cartman was funny. I'll give Cartman. Yeah. Cartman is always, he's always guaranteed for a laugh, and you kind of could see why he was doing everything, but it was just the, the commercial and then the song, that was the only thing that really was like humorous about that last episode. It just didn't hit the same as the first two. Like, they've done the, the city people kind of invading stuff before, like the Whole Foods yeah. and everything. This was just a, a different take on that and then the, the way they talked and stuff like uh macbook like that was it was cool like at first but then they just kept going with it and i was like okay i get it um i it just, just didn't feel like they had a a fully out idea and then making fun of uh realty and whatnot like sure it, it felt like it wasn't super topical or anything i did like the relationship between cartman and his mom and how cartman was just like you need to take care of me but they've done stuff like this this before, specifically where uh, I think it was the the iPad episode where like they're at the store. Yeah. It's like you're trying to fuck me here. Like at least use some lube. Like they they've done <laughs> they've explored their relationship before, and I do like when they do that kind of stuff. Uh, but this episode didn't strike me, especially the way after episode two did, which was just one, one of the all time great episodes. And hopefully we get more follow up on um, you know that story with, with Tolkien. Yeah. And, and his family and Stan and his family uh, next next episode. I like, I like that they did kind of do like the little touch on it because they weren't in the episode with Cartman selling uh, Tolkien's old house. That was nice, nice acknowledgement of it where you can like see that it is a, a serial season that they're keeping things consistent with that. But yeah, it just wasn't enough focus on that. And they kind of had the focus like the first two episodes was like Randy and stuff. And then, you know, stuff with Cartman. They need to blend it. Those are your best two characters, Randy and Cartman whenever those yeah. episodes are focused on those two those are the episodes that are the funniest yeah um yes I, I I didn't I didn't care for it hopefully the following week or next week is good it seems like it's supposed to be back next week so hopefully it's a good episode next week we will see where they go with everything um yeah any other thoughts on South Park no no that yeah <laughs> They, they no episode this week. I was just disappointed, but maybe it was needed, disappointing. Maybe they needed a week off after the, a week a week episode. So maybe. Um, and then, then last thing I want to touch on is the challenge is just creating an entire challenge universe now. Yo, um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, I'm I'm used to this. I've told you about power, and they have their whole universe. They got different shows after the the main show that had their six seasons, and then it spans off. But, like, I didn't know the challenge was going to do this. And then I've been hearing, like, I, I, I've been following different people. So I hear, like, challenge, like, chatter and stuff. I've been hearing stuff like Bo might be coming back, who 
I thought was going to be like one of the faces of the challenge back at War of the Worlds 1 and 2. I thought he was going to do his thing. And then he had the champagne accident. But I heard he's been like politicking to get on one of these challenge shows. So I'm ready why to see the, it. Why are the cops coming? Uh, because because they, I had a hot take. They, they heard <laughs> all my hot takes earlier in the show. They're coming for me, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all been calling out my hot takes in the chat, and the, you called the cops on me. Y'all found out where I was. And here You've been dropping come. all the GDs, and now the cops are coming after you for it. That's what it is. Can't be doing that. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, or Scott Steiner is on his way, either or. But, um, yeah, they, it's the whole challenge. And then, I heard a controversial figure might be coming back in uh, D. Nugent, which uh, I'm not too enamored with. I never really liked her in general. And then when I heard a lot of her views, I was like, oh, this is why. Okay, cool. Um, So her coming back, I don't know if that's the best decision, but I would like them to have like some familiar faces because the way the press release sounded it sounded like these are going to have all new people and then you're going to have one big challenge champion at the end but i'm like i saw a couple of people comment even like yo you gotta have like Darrell if you're gonna have like a main challenge champion you gotta have ct in it you gotta have bananas in it you gotta have some of the ogs in it if you're gonna have if you're gonna call someone the main challenge champion I, I completely agree with you on that. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to what they do. Like, they, it's it premieres May 11th, right? Like, yeah. that's the that's the that's the All Stars. That's when All Stars. So when is the? Oh, okay. I'm I'm looking at like when the the stuff is is going on. But uh, yeah, the All Stars premieres May 11th. The, they've got the War of the Worlds tournament. They've just so much going on in in the challenge world and. And they're just a whole universe being created with, with everything. And I hope they, I, I think Wes is supposed to be on the next all-star season, which yes, would be great. Uh, yeah. And then they'll, they'll have the actual, like the main season, more challenge talk. And I, I can't, can't wait for it. We're going to have to get Cher Delaware on the show. Oh yes. Just yeah. make sure the main challenge season you actually care about, like, yeah, we can't have all stars in the main challenge season going on at the same time. And everybody's like, man, I wish the main challenge season was like all stars. And that's how it felt this past season. Like these past couple of seasons with the spy theme and stuff, it's corny. You did three of them, move on, do something new. Uh, I hope they have a cool idea for season 38. I I agree. Um, we'll talk. We'll, we might talk more about this next week. I, I have to go. I have kid emergency no going on. <laughs> um, SP3, let the people know where they can find you at. Quizzlemania champion, by the way. We buried that one because we don't talk wrestling on this, but there you go. Quizzlemania champion. Yes, my makeshift Quizzlemania championship here, championship <laughs> trophy. But yes, you can find me on the Twitter machine, like you see right here or right here, at True Hill SP3, going live in about. 35 minutes with Steven Jensen. We got a great uh, interview with uh, Kay Fabulous, oh, who's going to be talking about the Time Standstill episode of Degrassi with us. It's a great interview. You're going to see me and Jensen starting off the show. We're going to uh, 
take it over to the interview so you can watch the full interview where we talk about the two episodes and then we'll finish things off. And then after that, on our Twitch channels, we're going live to watch the Time Standstills episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation. Yes, I'm talking about the episode where Drake gets shot. So we're going to be talking about it in depth on Degrassi, dudes, on the main show and the post show. And you can see me on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm going to talk about free agent Cesaro on the three count with SP3. Uh, I won't mute you because it's a plug. So you're allowed to at least plug your wrestling stuff. Uh, SP3, I appreciate it as always. Guys, again, check out the Grassy Dudes. That's coming up in about a half hour, just over a half hour, right here on this channel on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, check out all the shows we've got going on throughout the day. I think Rob and Maggie are going to be live today at 3 o'clock with Coexisting. Uh, there's stuff all weekend. It just we have daily content here on Fightful Overbooked. Okay, there's something here. Go check out the spotlight with Jensen and I that we did yesterday. Check out uh, Booking Buzz with this guy named Lambs giving out the scoops and the the, the plans for everything. Big Cody scoops. This Lambs guy, he's gonna he's gonna ruin. He's the, a good guy. I I my actually my cousin uh Simon Professional Three. He actually knows him very well. <laughs> really. Yeah, oh, and I heard, I heard they worked together in HR in some department before he became a reporter. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. This Lambs guy seems like a real jerk. I don't I don't like him at all. But guys, check out check out all the shows we got here on Fightful Overbook. Hope everyone has a tremendous Friday, has a tremendous weekend. We'll talk to y'all next. We're gonna start doing this show weekly. I'm gonna announce it right now. We're, as long as you're cool with it, we're just probably I'm cool with it. Weekly. I'm all always right? cool with it. This is always fun. So we'll we'll see you guys next week right here. FMC, uh, fucking Friday morning chaos.